Hello again, and welcome back to, to a, a mega, a mega episode. That's right. Today we are diving into 2023, a forecast from astrological and the Akashic Record perspective, which is why if you're looking at this one and thinking, man, this is a big podcast, it's all good because it's got so much information here for you. And look, this is just how I am. One of, well, a couple of actually my favorite podcasts are more long form. And so hour and a half is, pff, that's chump change to them. And for the nerd that I am, I love it because I can break them down into multiple sections. You know, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there, however it feels right to me. And that's how I would invite you to digest this episode today. There's a lot of information here. We share a lot of, of, of content that's, that's it's very deep. We're going to be talking about a number of different themes, a number of different transits, and not to worry whether you are an astrology buff or not. There's plenty, plenty here for you. And a really cool part is that Sarah, who... You know, Sarah Elise, she has been here to do these episodes with me for the last few years. They've been incredible. And this year, towards the very end of this episode, she's going to be kind of switching into teaching mode, if you will, <laughs> and and really going, like really doing some incredible explanations for us on what group think is and how to navigate the Aquarian age which is what we're going to be stepping into starting in 2023. And, you know, we, we hear all this stuff about the Aquarian age, when it's starting, when it's stopping, blah, 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 blah. All of that is what that is. But now the astrology is starting to step into the Aquarian age. And so we are going to be diving into that, diving into a number of different things. But the information that she has to share is really valuable to us because in 2023, ensuring that we don't get stuck in groupthink is really important. And my idea of that may be different from your idea. And so Sarah really breaks it down in regards to what some of the uh, features of groupthink are and how to sidestep them. And in addition, living in the Aquarian age is going to be very different for us. You know, we're, we're leaving Capricorn, we're it's it's going to be very different for us to say the least. And this is this is a huge chunk of time as well. Once Pluto firmly goes into Aquarius in 2024, we'll be there until I believe like the early 2040s, which is which is just mind-blowing to think about, you know, like holy crap. This is big change on the planet. So, anyway, Again, my, my suggestion for this podcast, don't be intimidated. Just take it in smaller chunks and really just allow yourself to enjoy it because it is great discussion. So before we dive in, of course, just two announcements. Number one, make sure to be on my email list because I've basically sold out of the 2023 illumination and clearing sessions. Those were just an offering that went out to my email list just another reason why you want to be there. Um, but if that is of interest to you, make sure you jump onto my email list immediately. Second thing, also, I am going to be launching the 2023 
in-depth forecast, all right? And uh, well, let me back up. Let me just start over, okay? It's going to be the 2023 Akashic Toolkit is what I'm talking about. And this is not going to look like my monthly toolkits. This is like the toolkit on steroids. Like I am going to be doing readings for all kinds of different things within our society, like about economics, about war, about you know, our political systems. I'm also going to be doing different readings for the different quarters throughout the year. Like this is going to be a mega offering. So make sure you're on the email list. Um, this will be going out. And I mean, it's, it's going to be like a legit mini course. So I can't wait. It'll have a beautiful activation, maybe a couple. <laughs> I'm still planning it out and still seeing what wants to come forward for this. But nonetheless, this will be coming in the next couple of weeks. So just stay tuned. And then finally, I'll be back next week with the 2023 Akashic forecast and breaking that down for you, explaining some of the themes, what we've got going on, because there's a lot of astrology today, but next week is all Akashic records. So anyway, lots of good stuff here to support you, to just be here for you, because 2023 no way I mean there's there's no way around this is a massive massive year and the more prepared we are the better all right I'm gonna stop talking now and we're gonna dive in and just enjoy I'll see you on the other side welcome to the soul driven podcast I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life my name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, folks. Thank you so much for joining us for another annual Astrological and Akashic Record Forecast Perspective episode, deep dive, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, with our resident astrologer, Sarah Elise, who's a transformational evolutionary astrologer and spiritual life coach. For those who haven't tuned in for the previous years, Sarah has been so kind to jump on and, and do this with me for a couple of years now running, I think, basically since the beginning. And I'm so excited to find out what's going on for 2023 from her perspective. She is bringing the astrology. I have done the first big reading for 2023 in the Akashic Records. And so we're just going to be blending that information together, sharing with you, helping you prepare for 2023, which is definitely going to be a huge, huge year. And before we dive in here, just a reminder that you can watch this video on YouTube as well as listening to it. So if you want to see our faces and you want to feel or share comments or whatever, come hang out with us on YouTube and yeah, 
we can do that there. So welcome, 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 Sarah. So good to have you back again. <laughs> uh, be back again. Yes. Back for more astrology. <laughs> yeah. So this is, um, I am so trepidatious about this conversation because there's just so much and it's, it's almost like I can just feel the intensity of this year that we're coming into. And I, you know, just even talking about it, like is opening this gate in me of, of conversations. And so I want to be able to do it as good, at, as good justice as I can and disseminate it into the clearest, as clearest possible <laughs> messages. And it, we will, we'll, we'll do our best. Um, Absolutely. So I'm glad to be here together in any way, in any case to kind of cross pollinate with each other a little bit. So it's always nice to talk with you about these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is we're looking at an entire year, like that's a very big endeavor. So <laughs> there's a lot to cover there. Um, but I'd really love to start with a little bit of a review of 2022. So the Akashic record theme for 2022 was divine relationships and fortification. Um, I'm curious mm. how how that sits with you when you think about what 2022 was for you. Um, astrologically, um, uh, there were, okay, well, the intensity of 2022 was, so astrologically, I look at things on a, a number of different levels. First of all, the nodal axis generally connotates the collective zeitgeist and the emotional lessons that we're churning through, the way we are churning through our evolution comes through the nodal axis of the moon. So it's kind of like the archetypal flavor. I mean, our personal karma never ends. It's kind of set from the moment we incarnate till the moment we disincarnate. But the way we're processing our personal reality does tend to change depending on the year that we're in. So there's that level of like personal evolutionary experience and kind of collective, you know, transformational lessons that we're learning at the at that nodal axis level and then we've get we get like sort of the transpersonal patterns or the major aspects that are happening so in 2022 we saw the second half of this major aspect that started in 2021 which was saturn in aquarius squaring uranus and taurus and this aspect was a two-year kind of progressive aspect which is essentially exemplified by the conflict that began, I think really began in 2021. And, and it, you know, it doesn't really matter what your politics are, okay, because who cares? All It all shakes out to the same thing in the end, which is I think what you and I both agree on, right? That there's this greater truth that supersedes all the conflict, right? But we learn somehow through conflict. So within this Saturn squaring Uranus, Saturn is the rules, it's the structure, it's the organization, it's how we manage to control the reality that we perceive. And that has been in Aquarius since uh, sometime in 2020. And then in 2021, on, on December 21st, 2020, Saturn went into Aquarius very strongly. And that is a defining factor of 2023 as well, because Saturn will be changing signs, okay, halfway through the year, um, or actually right at the beginning of the year. But anyway, so Saturn came into Aquarius, Uranus was already in Taurus. Uranus is not rules, rather Uranus is breaking the rules, okay? So Uranus is about amplification of our higher mind and our individuation 
like the, the part of us that wants to individuate, right? Saturn is the part of us that wants to control and know what's going on, what the rules are. And Uranus wants to break the rules and just be free. So these two parts of us have been like in this lockstep square for two years. And at big, what, what, they're, what they've essentially been doing in the collective, as far as I can tell, is we have been exploring what are the rules of being in a group, right? Because Saturn has been in Aquarius. So, so how do we take care of the whole, right? There's been so much top-down rule giving. I mean, through COVID, it was just everything was about the rules, right? It was all about what does everyone do to keep everyone safe, right? But, but within that autocratic top-down, let's set the rules for the whole of us because we want everyone to be safe, there was this rebelliousness or there was like this, no, not me. You're not going to control me. I want to be free. You're taking away my ability to survive. You're taking away my human rights. You're taking away my safety. And that was Uranus and Taurus saying, no, I'm sovereign. No, I'm an individual. I have the right to live by my values. I have the right to make money the way I want to. I have the right to be in my body. My body is mine. So there was this very strong conflict all the way through 2021. And I think it took on the qualities of COVID because COVID was kind of the hottest part of 2021. I mean, obviously all over the planet, right? And then in 2022, that square was separating. I mean, it was kind of like, but it's like, but it was really like fairly strongly within orb until early December. And then as, as of early December, this square has been gradually getting larger and larger, and it's not going to be an impact for us in 2023 at all. Okay. But it's been setting the stage for what's coming in 2023. And I was thinking about this a little bit. I was like, how has this square been showing itself in 2022? Um, I mean, obviously, the COVID debates continued, vaccine, no vaccine, blah, 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 control all over the world. There have been outbursts um, against totalitarian governments that have been happening in 2022, right? We've got uh, China, people are rising up in China, people are rising up in Iran. There's all kinds of like dissent within the ranks, right? Like of control, attempting to kind of bring a population into a certain structure and then the population saying no. Um, but and other things that we've been finding are cancel culture. And I, and I think, you know, in the West, we're probably familiar with, with that one. I'm, I'm not 100% familiar with that one, but I just hear little bits, right? Oh, you could get canceled if you're not saying the right thing, doing the right thing, uh, you know, say like following the narrative of some collective organization that determines what are, what is and what not is not appropriate. Right. And so if you're not following the rules, you can't play in the game. Like, and, and the sort of the, the um, comp, like sort of the corresponding parts of us that are saying, no, that's not fair. Wait a second. I don't deserve to be quote unquote canceled, or I don't deserve to be like eradicated from the group if I make a mistake or if I say something wrong, right? Or if I have a different opinion, like why does that discount who I am as an individual? So we can see these, these qualities kind of playing out. And I think that the big theme that we're coming out of is the realization that we are all one. There is a group, a group is real. There's a group and we are also individuals within that group, okay? Because it doesn't matter at the end of the day, you cannot give all the power to the group, you can't. You're gonna have, Maoist China, the Chinese revolution, as you know, I don't want to say anything bad about China, 
but I will, like, I, I, because I know my history and I know what happened and I know what happened in Cambodia with Pol Pot and I know what happened during the Holocaust and I know what happened when every totalitarian government in the 20th, in the 21st century, in the 20th century came in and said, we're going to control the whole of you. Many, many, many people suffer in those situations, right? And while the group Zeitgeist says, this is the way it's going to be for everyone because this is the better way, still it filters down to the individual and individuals um, die, millions and millions and millions. So I feel like as a collective, we're sitting at this precipice point where we're going into the age of Aquarius and Pluto is moving into Aquarius in 2023. There's going to be a major 20 year theme and if we go into the next 20 years believing in autocratic, dictatorial, top-down control of the collective, we're going to have a lot of suffering. So the last two years have really been our opportunity to face our individual selves, our individual authority, and our individual sovereignty, as well as our connection and our responsibility to the group, because that is a paradox, and it's not one that's going away anytime soon. Yeah. Well, and I think that some of the ways in which it's been popping up on a personal level, you know, it's been really interesting. Um, what is it? They call it the great resignation with folks just being like, you know, I'm done working like this. I'm done. Like I know, especially within the service industries, you know, restaurants, people are just like, I'm done working this way. I'm done living my life this way. You know, people are really starting to think about how they're spending their time, the places that they're working for, the amount of money that they're getting paid, the pros and cons of maybe making a little bit more money, but then not spending any time with their family. You know, like all of the the ways it's been showing up on the collective, it's also been really, um, you know, working its way through the personal, of course. But um yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's definitely, you know, the the Akashic Records said I think 2020, yeah, 2020 was like the shakeup. 2021 um, was the beginning. Then relationships and this fortification. And I think that what you're talking about, it's so much what the Akashic Records spoke about anyway was just realizing our connection to other people. Realize like that getting so much smaller. You know, like in 2019. We were all going about our life and yeah, we might see some news and we might be like, oh, that sucks for them. But then we would just keep going. We don't do that anymore. Now it's like our heart is with Ukraine. Our heart is with Iran. Like our, you know, like we are there. We're feeling that in our own bodies now. And I think that, you know, there is that beautiful connection, right? Of like that, that heart opening that's also been happening in this while that individuation is kind of like... (laughs) but, you know, I'm not blending in, I'm not losing myself in this, I'm not, you know, I'm starting to, we're just, we're, we're continuously becoming more conscious, we're waking up, we're, you know, we're doing those things, like you said, in, in hopes that as we move forward on this path and into our future, that we make different decisions than we have, you know, all of the loops and parallels from our history and like, Oh my gosh, um, Chris Brennan on on the the astrology podcast did like a four four hour, of course, um, episode on Uranus uh, going into Gemini, I believe, and fully aligned it with all of these historical events. It took me like a week and a half to get through the episode, but I was just you know just blown away by that. And I think that 
this year we've been seeing we've we've kind of been again awakened to the fact that we are repeating history in different ways and we're being given that opportunity to make different decisions you know so going into that 2023 um you know and figuring out what's working for us and what's not my my personal in my own personal life there's definitely I've walked away from a lot of relationships this year, like more than I ever have in my entire life. Um, you know, not because anyone was like bad or anything that from, you know, that's not what it's usually about. It's just like, where do we feel at home? Where do we feel like we belong? What relationships, you know, fulfill us? And really, because I think the fortification part is all about the readying of what we're stepping into in 2023 and beyond, right? And we can't carry everyone with us. And we're not meant to. Um, and so the the release of things stepping into it, I think, is huge. Um, what, what do you yeah, think you're... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, definitely, I think getting really into our body and into our value system has been like the outcome of 2022 in a major way, right? Like with the North Node in Taurus, um, you know, it's been really deciding to step into our own self as an, as individual, like to step into our, the security, the places inside ourselves where we feel safe. Like I am safe with me. I trust myself. I can be in my body. Um, I know I'll be okay. Right. Like versus kind of the entanglements of that South node of Scorpio, which is all about merging with others or mm. having really big emotional connections or seeking this, like in like this really big entangled, um, dramatic union. So on, on that respect, the, the records are right. Like there, that was the zeitgeist kind of nodal axis relate, like relationship was a major, major, major theme. Right. And that would have been relationship with power, relationship with others, relationship with ourselves and our own inner self. Um, another major theme as well has been, um, bringing the higher self into the body. I mean, that, that for me, that's how it's been working for me this year. And when Uranus came on that North Node in the summer, there was just this acceleration in consciousness that hit us. I mean, it started in March when you, like the Neptune conjunct Jupiter in Pisces happened. That when you spoke about um, our compassion that we have now, absolutely. We've experienced so much pain this year. There's been so much pain. It's just been this expansion of compassion. Compassion is a nice word but what it really means is that I can feel your pain. That's what compassion is. I can feel your pain. So in order to get compassion, you need to feel the pain, right? All of us have been going through a lot of pain this year. And, I, and it would be nice if we could just admit that because we all want to like, we all want to hide the dark things under the carpet. But the reality is that it's okay to feel it. That's how we become compassionate global citizens. If we don't have our ability to feel on, then we become little mind energies that have no compassion at all and make decisions based on kind of an electrical, right, technological um, mindset, which is another risk as we go into the Pluto and Aquarius 20-year uh, cycle. And also when Uranus comes into Gemini, like, like we, we do, like we have entered an air cycle, right? Like the next 200 years are about air, this was a cycle that began at the solstice of 2020 
and will be for the next 200 years. We are literally defining our culture based on air principles versus earth. So we have left the planet. We're in the ecosystem. We're in the stratosphere. And we have to figure out how to live up here, but also how to stay grounded. Also how to stay safe. Also how to survive. Like we can't just operate at this level. So I love that we've all become much more emotionally fluid this year. And I think that's going to really help next year when Saturn goes into Pisces, when we get to kind of anchor and structure and create some boundaries around our emotions and around our compassionate responses to the world and around suffering, our compassion around suffering. I, anyway, I've got some other things to say about that when we talk about 2023, but, but I agree with you that it's, it's going to be, that it really came in this year. It really came in for me. It really came in, I think, for a lot of people that, that ability to compassionately feel the pain of others and to care. And, and, I, and I hope that that helps us elevate into the collective field the way that we need to so that we're able to unify with each other in a way that, that creates connection rather than division. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That would, <laughs> that's our wish. All right, we're signing off now. <laughs> um, um, so I'd love to kind of like, kind of dive into 2023. And I, I want to I start off with, um, and if you don't have this solidified yet, then that's okay. But kind of what you feel um, the sort of overarching theme for 2023 is. Okay, so I think there are, it, it's it's kind of like, 2023 is a really big change year. So there's change, change is a major theme. Um, but it it is going to be a, a little bit more complicated than just change because what, what really strikes me this year, the most striking aspect of the entire year is the fact that Pluto is going to be squaring the nodes for almost the entire year. Oh, wow. Almost the entire year from March to November. And Pluto squaring the nodes, if you study evolutionary astrology, I, Jeffrey Wolf Green says of the Pluto squaring the nodes um, aspect in someone's chart, it said it indicates the maximal evolutionary change possible in an incarnation. Pluto square the nodes is, is when we make the biggest change in ourselves and now in the collective. And it's not that it never happens. Pluto squares the nodes every, every cycle. So Pluto goes through a sign. Sometimes it's 15 years. This next one is going to be 20 years. When it goes into Aquarius next year, it will stay there for 20 years. And during that cycle, it will square the nodes twice. Okay. Cause the nodes will go around every 18 years. So, there is a chance of Pluto squaring the nodes two times and also conjoining the nodes two times. So Pluto was on the north node um, of Capricorn in 2010, and it was on the south node of, or and it was on the it was on the south node of Capricorn in 2020, 2019 and 2020. So there are these times when Pluto in, impacts the nodes, and and those times indicate periods where our collective emotional field can really shift. Can really change but sometimes transformation at a plutonic level is very difficult because it forces us to confront things that we're not comfortable with okay and and so when i when i'm feeling into 2023 what i'm really feeling is we have a decision to make the first in fact we have two the first decision we have to make is how willing are we allow are we going to be to let go of the old paradigm because the amount that we let go of our old paradigm that is going to determine where the new beginning is going to is going to happen for us. There's going to be two options as we move through this year. 
One is to carry the old bag of tricks forward. And the other option is going to be to elevate and start it completely fresh. And that's going to be, we're going to be confronted with that. And like, how much are we willing to let go and move ahead without needing to carry all of the old paradigms of control and authority and domination and hierarchy and all of these old rules that we've been following, right? Like the, like the Capricorn oppression and, and, um, and, and if we're willing to let them go, if we're really willing to see um, what we're supposed to see and to acknowledge. And I, and I think the, the biggest lesson is if we're willing to acknowledge our own self-sovereignty and our own authority, and if we're willing to kind of lift into our higher alignment and live as a sovereign being, like, but authenticate, individuate as, an, as, as, an, as a sovereign being, not just have it be a mental thing, but have it be a real thing. If we can do that, then we can elevate into the age of Aquarius or into the Pluto and Aquarius cycle from a very different vantage point and create something that's quite unique and quite uh, lovely and quite collectively oriented. And if we can't, and if we're still giving our power away, or if we're still expecting other people to save us, or if we're still hoping that someone in charge is going to know what to do and then we can trust them because they know more than us, then we're in kind of in trouble, right? Because the more we give our power away, like, no offense, but like, there are a lot of psychopaths in power and, and they, they're there because they like it. And, and if you just give your power away to them, I, I don't know that they've necessarily got your best interests in mind. Right. It, and, and it's, there's this, if you carry that level of disempowerment into a Pluto and Aquarius cycle, what you've got is group think, Okay. Or what you've got is totalitarianism, right? You want to be as strong as you can be stepping into the next 20 years because the shit's going to hit the fan. And it's also not, <laughs> it's only going to hit the fan if you're not in alignment and that's, that's it. Like if you're in alignment, and you're living in your higher heart and you're living in compassion and love and you're living in kind of a state, a unified field state where you're in your higher self and you're in this cohesive level of consciousness where you're connecting and you're one with others and you're really in that collective vibe, it'll be wonderful. No problem, right? It's, it's, it's not a problem. But if you're not, if you're still in your separate egoic oriented selfish nature um it might be more challenging or at least the challenge is going to hit you you're going to have to you're going to have to face that in in one way or then or, or another yeah everything so you're sharing please. is like go ahead go ahead <laughs> i mean how can we put that into words but i think the theme is okay step up to the plate or don't we got a choice the theme is choice okay choice begets change choice we get a choice about how we want to change and how we want to move forward does that does that sound like a theme yeah i mean it's it's not easy right to the thing that came to me um so well just so many things i everything that you're sharing honestly it gets me excited because i see the potential of this next year. And and I also, I've been really getting reminded a lot lately uh, within my own personal work 
and the things that I've been going through, just that perspective change of like, this is such an amazing time to be on the planet, you know, and shifting that from like, oh my gosh, the world's falling apart to like, holy shit, I got front row seats. <laughs> I'm here. I'm conscious, you know, like I'm aware of what's going on. I'm not just tooling about out there in my life. And I'm how thankful am I, you know, to be here and conscious. And I think so that when shift, Anna, when did you make that shift? When did you make it's that been shift? it's been coming to me over the past couple of weeks really strong and it's funny because literally the podcast that i just released yesterday the title is a big change time for a big change and it's not only me talking about some of the changes i'm making with my you know with the podcast and my business and all of this but i have been feeling this strong collective like this this year means a lot. <laughs> this is a big, big year. And, you know, and then I channeled through just um, really yesterday. Yeah, I think yesterday, um, the first big message for 2023. And the sort of theme that I kind of came to, and I still haven't figured it out perfectly either, but is like self-empowerment, you know, and I think that goes really beautifully along with what you're talking about with this choice, right? This choice. And, and it's not just like self-empowerment, like, ooh, I'm great and wonderful. It's like, what can I do? Yeah, it's this higher, elevated, like, it's time to go for it. It's time to make those big decisions. It's not time, like, we are not going to, the planet is not going to sustain people who just want to hang out here anymore, like it's mm -hmm. kind of go big, go home. And not that it's that mm -hmm. finite, but like we're we're really shifting into this time where where things are, you know, we hear about that 3D, 5D stuff and, you know, the and I, I got all kinds of opinions about that. But what I really see is that like there is this massive sort of division taking place from like what you're talking about. People who are just continuing to go and and are going to be experiencing the chaos and the suffering and the hardship that will be here and very present. But then also those of us who are doing the work, who are willing to go to those dark places within ourselves, who are going to utilize it to elevate our lives, elevate the lives around us. You know, this, this self-empowerment that's really about massive change, you know, um, this, the, 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 the quote for this podcast when when we invest in ourselves the world benefits and you know like i really feel this coming in to 2023 like this being a huge year in regards to our decisions and the things that we choose to do where we put our time is really going to count you know it's really going to matter cruise is just not going to be available. The alcohol won't taste the same. The drugs won't work as well. The food won't satiate our bodies. You know what I mean? It's like, man, we're 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 being we're being awakened in that way. Some of us will be. Yeah. Some of us will be. I think there will be a division. I think that not everybody will go along with that ride. I think for there sure will not be a collective division that happens. 
um, that some people will decide to stay kind of more in a divisiveness or in a separativeness where they see things as a fight and a battle. And then there will be those who kind of elevate into collective connection, love, ease, and unification of our energy, which is the truth actually, but it's only the truth at a higher frequency. At a lower frequency, if you believe that you're divided, separate, and that you have to fight, that's exactly what you'll create, right? So there is exactly. that there is that that kind of division that I think is coming for sure. And I you want to call well, you that elevation into fine, but that that is probably what it is, right? It's it's elevating into some kind of a unified field consciousness that allows us to know that we're one with each other and that allows us to collaborate with each other from a loving place so that we can all be the best that we can be here. And there's no reason why we shouldn't survive on this planet beautifully. If we all have the best None. of each other in mind, None. we yeah. all do it. Okay, we already have, have the solutions. We already have like, I mean, there's, you know, yeah, yeah it's it's already here. We, we don't we don't have to go elsewhere. <laughs> Except for our attachment to old structures, old forms, old ideas, and the way that things have been. If we can let go of all that old guard and all that old thinking, that hierarchical structural way of living, then then it'll be okay. We'll be fine. It's it's. I once had this vision when I I think it was maybe 2017 or 2018, and they showed me that it will be women who are able to collectively make this shift for us on a structural level. Um, because there is, and I know that, and it might, I mean, it won't only be women, obviously, um, but it will be the feminine principle. Let's say that it'll be the feminine principle that is able to grow beyond the hierarchical structural authority, right? Because there's something in the masculine principle that adheres to structure and hierarchy more net, like, and, and does not want to get out of the line because it doesn't understand how. It, it's more of a, it's, it just keeps going, right? It keeps going. It's, it's the masculine. It's that part of us that just keeps penetrating. That's it. But yeah. the feminine can go outside of that and is more of a creative principle. So this part of us that needs to come online is the feminine, right? We need to organize around creativity, unification, collection, connection, solutions that benefit all of us. And the only way to do that is if we're in our hearts, hearts and higher mind, hearts and higher mind. Because if we're in yeah. our navel and our belly button in our vagina or in our penis, we're just in it for the rut and strut, me, 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 selfish, selfish, and we're fear-based and we're separate. And at that point, we're just going to create harm, right? And we're going to beget harm upon ourselves. So at the, at the high heart level, there is nothing but love and compassion, right? And, and so why wouldn't we want to do right by each other? Because we know that each other are ourselves, right? At, at absolute unification field, we know each other are one. So how could we harm? It wouldn't be possible. It's all a beautiful collaboration at that point. There's no other option. Nature loves us. We love nature. We're one, right? We connect, we collect, we inspire, we grow, we collaborate. But it, to get to that stage of consciousness, it's going to be difficult. I think we're going to have to For hit sure. some real cataclysmic lows and, and where people sure. get to make a choice. And I, well, I, I mean, don't you, know you look at, I don't think that's going to happen this year. Like I, I don't know. It might, I don't know. It's so hard when they <laughs> give you information. 
when they give me information and I see it and then they don't tell me timing. Like I know that that is coming. I know that's coming, but I don't know when. I'm not sure if it's this year. That well, that it's going to... Of- all you have to do is like, especially here in the U.S., I mean, it's, you know, the guides can share things with me, but but we're we're just getting ready. Like, you know, the next several years are, are going to be jam-packed in their own unique ways. And I mean, like we just had, you know, the midterm election here in the U.S. And I mean, it just kind of finally wrapped up, you know, just really this week. And it's 50-50 pretty much across every board you look at. Like it is not, you know, these massive chunks of people are in this direction. Like it is, we are very divided. Like, and that's definitely not, I think that is that whole idea of the shift, the break between the 3D and the 5D. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't understand these things fully by any means. All I know is that I can see it. And I see that division. And for those who in 2023 continue preaching messages of fear, continue going to those dark places, you know, and not that there's anything wrong with, you know, Scorpio going to those dark places, excavating those things, learning how to come into better acceptance with herself. But that's, again, on the other side of more a higher intention, you know, so I, I know that there's going to be this this sort of like parallel path, right, moving forward for those who are taking one step and those who are taking another. And we'll be right next to each other. We'll be experiencing the same things. But because we're creating our reality, we're creating our perspective, we'll be doing that in different ways, you know. And I feel like that's going to be the case moving forward for a couple of years, you know. I don't know how it'll all play out and shake down. I quite frankly don't want to know. Because <laughs> again, like we're here front row. <laughs> so, and and of course anything could change, right? It's not like there's just one way, one path. Um, we're continuously creating new timelines. So we shall see. All I, you know, it's, but we're definitely standing, if we just use the astrology, as a as a paradigmatic base or a foundation, we know that 2023 is going to bring a change of the guards in terms of Pluto. And where Pluto goes, so does the culture, because it is really the very deepest level of our of our of our um, kind of transformational urge. It's what we are transforming in the culture. And it's been in Capricorn since 2008, right as Pluto went into Capricorn, our entire um, economy collapsed, right? We had the massive um, meltdown of 2008. And at that time, we had Mars out of bounds in Gemini, just like we do now. It's the last time that that happened. So we are about to see Pluto going into Aquarius, and that's happening in March, kind of right off the bat. Um, where's my little map? On March the 23rd, we have Pluto enter Aquarius. Um, Mars is still out of bounds. Um, but it will be going into Cancer around the 26th, a couple days after Pluto changes signs, so will Mars. And at that point, like we're we're going to create, we're going to be getting an introduction. Pluto will stay in Aquarius until around July 17th. We're going to be getting these this this number of months, about four to four and a half months of um, 
an introduction to what's coming. Okay. Kind of a feeling of this is where we're headed, right? Like, so we're going to get like this little fragrance or like this, this understanding in the collective of what's going to come, what's going to shake out in the next 20 years. Because I, I you know, it, in a Pluto transit, it, it generally, in my experience, there is that initial hit. There's an initial hit. And sometimes the initial hit can show you the end at the beginning. And sometimes it can uh, reveal things. Um, but it's not the, it's not the conclusion point. Like it, it's just the, it's just the opening notes, right? Then, then there is the descent, right? Then, then we descend into the archetype and we descend into the need to transform that archetype and embody that archetype and empower that archetype as a human species. So I, I think from about March 23rd till about July 17th, we're going to have this period of time where we're going to be kind of leaning in to this Aquarius reality um, that we'll all be faced with for the next 20 years of our lives. 20 years is a very long time. Like that's two decades. There are generations born in 20 years. There are generations that die in 20 years from now. You and I will be old, sister. We're going to be old. <laughs> My children will be grown up right? All the Pluto and Capricorns will be grown up. They're going to be in university. They're going to be getting jobs, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I, I guarantee that in the next 20 years, we're going to need to work very hard on collaboration as a, as a global community. Because if, if you just look at climate change and you look at the exponential kind of the speeding up of, of changes on the, on the planet and you look at the the way that we need to shift our use of resources, you understand that the planet is one. It's one unified ecosystem. Just because I have a safe place in Toronto and someone in Indonesia is experiencing a flood that devastates their entire village, like, like the, it's the, it's the, it, it's like um, when a when a butterfly's wing, you know waves down in brazil there's a there's a typhoon over here in hawaii right like it's 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 that it's it's we, we can't avoid the fact that we're all connected and we're all going to have to live on this planet together and it's going to have to become a, like a collaborative effort right if we if we want to all survive together here and make this the best place that it can be and and the way that we approach these upcoming issues and the way that we bring ourselves to those will tell us a lot about which side of the camp we're on whether we're on the camp that says um no refugees here i'm taking care of myself only we don't care about you know those people or alternatively we have to fight nature nature's bad people are bad we have to like we have to come up with solutions in this war against climate change like if that's your perspective, then okay, that's that's fine. But and there's another way to look at it, right? We're all one. What are we gonna do? What is our creative problem solving? How are we gonna work together? Let's share. Let's figure it out. Let's do it with kindness and gentleness <laughs> so that all of our children can thrive. Oh my God, this is such an amazing place to be. I love you. You're amazing. You love me. But to get to that place, we have to individuate. 
And individuation is a very difficult process. What individuation is, is it's a dislocation from our identification with the mass consciousness, okay? We have to disidentify from the masses. We have to disidentify from the, ironically, we have to pull ourselves out of the collective in order to individuate and come back into the collective. It's, it's kind of- It makes of total sense though. Uh, I think it makes total sense. It makes sense, it makes sense for you and me, but, um, but imagine someone who just thinks only about what they're shown on television and what they're given in school and what their parents have taught them and what the church tells them is okay. When you're when you're plugged into mass culture, when you're plugged into the collective at that level, and you're and you're eating off of it, and you're and it, you're letting it feed you oh, at yeah. a lower level, yeah. you don't have any sovereignty or any um, individuation. You you identify yourself according to okay, what 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 do you? Um, I like them, um, and are am I acceptable to them? And am I good enough? And then um, do they like me? And then and like how do I make myself acceptable to the group around me because I want to run by the rules of this thing and I need to you know I need to look like the Kardashians and I need to have that bum implant or whatever like whatever your crazy fantasy is about how you're going to become acceptable inside the world that you're living and I and I don't want to like denigrate that because I I feel like well I was in that level of consciousness when I was a little girl looking at Kate Moss pictures and magazines and then putting my finger down my throat and throwing up because I didn't want to get fat like there's no part of us that isn't in touch with that level of hell, but that does not have to be our reality, right? That no, is not the I completely truth. agree. We came here to stand up and be proud of what we are and to remember that our identity is not something that we eat from outside of us, but it's something that we are blessed with from within, right? It's our divine right to be who we are. We are divine. And so the courage to kind of stand up in that means you have to pull away from so much that you are used to. And it's scary and it's difficult and it takes a lot of work. Like it takes a lot of discipline to pull yourself out of hell, <laughs> really. Like it pulls your, it, you have to pull, you have to believe, you have to have faith, you have to have courage, you have to have willingness, willingness, will. And that's a big theme of this year, especially as the nodes shift from Scorpio and Taurus to Libra and Aries. Because so let's, Libra is hold on. Out. Before we okay. like before we dive in too much cuz I want to make sure that it's clear to folks where we're at and it's kind of clear like what we're what we're kind of doing. So what I'd love to do is maybe like first start with if you could just tell us, you know, like which transits to pay attention, like the big transits for the year and give us a date. And then we can kind of like dive into them consecutively. And I know we've kind of been talking about Pluto already, but like that way folks just have a, you know, a timeline to consider as we kind of um, discuss here to follow there are, along. So windows of time that we're going to want to pay attention to in this year. The first one's in March. March is a very big year. We have Saturn changing to Pisces on the 8th of March. That's, ma that's major, 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 major change. We have um, <clears throat> Pluto moving into Aquarius on the 23rd of March. Major, major, major change. Simultaneous to that, Pluto begins a square with the nodal axis. And the nodal axis that has been the last year and a half is, is Scorpio to Taurus. So Aquarius, 
squaring Scorpio Taurus axis. So when does that start? From March, that all that that starts on the twenty third of March. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, okay. That you know, that's just going to be really like sort of intense year that kind of sets the tone. Then we head into the eclipse season, and the eclipses begin on April twentieth with a solar eclipse. Um, and it's going to be an interest. It's going to be a weird eclipse year as well. The the first solar eclipse is twenty nine degrees Aries. The next lunar eclipse is on May fifth, and that one is in um scorpio so it's like and the first solar eclipse at 29 aries is squaring pluto <laughs> so it's it's like and and the second eclipses we have the same paradigm we have the second set of eclipses are in october we've got the first solar eclipse in libra and the second one in taurus so all this whole year is about shifting paradigms and not even like the eclipses don't even make sense. They're 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 flipping like back and forth between axes. Do you know what I mean? Like like there's it's not classical in astrology to have a, um, an eclipse one eclipse in one axis and then for it to jump to another one for the second eclipse. I mean it's not yeah. unheard of, but it's a, it's a unique signature that says we're going to be going through a lot of fluctuation, a lot of change, a lot of disorientation, mm. and a lot of adjustment to new patterns, right? Which which happened to be this year between kind of the fixed signs and the cardinal signs. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like a changing of the guard, back to that word change. But in any case, so the first eclipse season happens in April and May, so April 20th and May 5th. Then in July, there's this massive, and of course, like I'm I'm missing things. Like I'm not mentioning everything. Yeah, everything yeah, for sure. World. In, in May, we have Jupiter turning into Taurus on May 17th. We've got um, our out-of-bounds Mars ends on May 17th as well. So there's a real change point that happens in May, energetically. And in July, there is this incredible day. I On the new moon of Cancer, on the 17th of July, Pluto moves back into Capricorn to 29 degrees. And the nodes shift to 29 degrees of Libra Aries. And the sun will be sitting across from Pluto, opposite Pluto. So there is this grand cross cardinal that's happening on the 17th, um, kind of around the 17th, 18th of July at the new moon. And at the moment of the new moon, there's Neptune in Pisces. This brand new Neptune in Pisces is trining that sun. We've got uh, Uranus and Taurus is sextiling the sun. Um, it, it, it's, I, I feel like there's gonna be this kind of real monumental moment, like a critical, a critical moment where we're gonna be making some pretty big decisions um, as individuals about how we're moving forward and how we're taking responsibility for ourselves. And that theme um, of, Libra Aries speaks directly to one of the biggest precepts of the new age, which is right human relationship. And that is the theme of personal authority based on giving your authority away to others. And that is the Libra Aries axis as far as I, I'm concerned. I mean, Libra as a South node is about caring too much what others think, oscillating and feeling like you don't know what to do, being very indecisive. Um, and you're talking about this whole sort of shift around july 17th 18th yeah 
Yeah, exactly. It, 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 and, and at that point, we, we kind of move into this next cycle where we're going to have to learn how to take action and step up. And as individuals, we're going to have to learn how to step into our, into our uniqueness, into our independence, into our power, and to take, to take action from that place, rather than worrying about what other people think, rather than worrying about whether it's right, wrong, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, whether rather than oscillating back and forth on how will this appear? How what will others think of me? Will this be okay, right? Like that whole Libran dynamic of, I just wanna make you happy. Oh, I, I wish everybody just liked me. If everything was nice, everything would be so much better. It's disingenuous and shallow at a South Node level, worrying too much about appearances, worrying too much about keeping things nice when clearly things need to just take form and be done, right? Like action needs to be taken, um, confrontations need to happen. And that North Node of Aries, I think will be a lovely um, invitation for us into what we're talking about here, which is standing in your own line, in your own sovereignty, in your own personal power is the way that you're going to be able to input into the collective in a way that is useful versus just going along with it, just accepting the status quo, just taking like towing the towing the party line, right? So towing the party line doesn't get anybody anywhere, but being yourself within the party and contributing to it, along with a whole other, a lot of a whole other people who are the same means that we're tapping up into universal consciousness and we're evolving together for the benefit of all of us, right? You're an individual for a reason. You were born an individual for a reason. If you prevent your individuality from coming forward, you're, you're missing the point of being in this collective. Like the past couple thousand years, we've had our individuality squashed. None of us have been empowered. Hierarchical consciousness in the era of Pisces meant there was always someone who was in control, always someone who was better than you, and always someone that you could step on as you're climbing up the, the ladder, right? It was, it was a duality-based structure. We're coming out of a duality-based structure into a unity-based structure, okay? So if we want to take the duality-based structure forward, we're going to suffer. We're going to stay in duality consciousness and then try to express that through the, through the Aquarian zeitgeist and it's going to be i hate to say it it's going to be like autocratic dictatorial social control it, it, it i don't i don't see it being any other way or potentially technology that becomes um like out of bounds or really really dislocated from reality and harmful to nature some, something like that, right? Like if you're bringing the higher, the, the separatist consciousness forward, it, it's 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 going to keep you at a lower frequency. If you elevate into unity consciousness, you know that there is intrinsic to each one of us. There is an essence, and it's and the, and the essence and, and as the essence weighs into the whole, the entire unified feel evolves together. And that is collab. That's the true meaning of collaborations. Like where I allow myself to be me, and you allow yourself to be you and we respectfully cooperate to come up with creative solutions to problems rather than forcing that to happen. So <laughs> again, you're kind of, yeah, so you're talking again about this this big shift in the year in the middle of July. Yes, so the, the yeah, let's bring it down to planet Earth a little bit. Um, so 
like I was saying at the very beginning, the the collective kind of moves. I mean, there there are meta struck, there are meta meta changes. Like Pluto going into a different sign is a meta change. Like that's a really big change. And then there are um, there are kind of changes within the meta that that dictate kind of where our emotional focus will be or where our growth is. So as um, the year hits July, the nodes are changing to a different archetypal structure that will be a new kind of lesson plan or a new um, school curriculum for Earth School. For the second part of the, the year? In the second part of the year. And that's going to be Libra Aries, Libra yeah. Aries. And, um, and for the first half of that, like until January 21st, we have Capricorn, Pluto squaring those nodes. Okay, well, the square will be over by October, November, but- oh. Wait, so nevertheless, we'll be spending the last few months of next year in back in Capricorn. Pluto will be back in Capricorn. So it's it's kind of like at the end of the year, we get an opportunity to clean up our relationship with hierarchy and with authority and with sovereignty as it relates to how we do relationship in our day to day lives. And then in 2024, on January 21st, Pluto moves into Aquarius and it stays there for 20 years. So this year is really our chance to clean up our relationship with false authority, with giving our power to hierarchical structures that don't make any sense, to political organizations that don't make any sense, to any kind of um, way that we take our sovereignty and we put it and we and we project it onto other people externalized authority structures it's kind of it's kind of about bringing it into yourself and 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 it's also about lifting it up into universal consciousness because there is a pattern everything is a pattern everything is a geometry but if you want to connect with a higher pattern you'll create um a more cohesive reality does that make any sense yeah it does um I feel like we just kind of keep coming back to these themes, you know, that we were talking about um, more so in the beginning, once we first even started talking about the the theme, you know, for the year. Um, I mean, I'm definitely seeing really strong parallels with, again, just like what I channeled through with the Akashic Records, just the first message. But this, you're definitely bringing in so much more detail and so much more, um, you know, like really filling it out. Um, kind of, again, yeah. going back to that whole, like, self-empowerment, you know, that needs you, even when we were talking a moment ago about needing to leave the collective to build up self so that you could return to collective and continue to be self, right? It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like when you, you know, with romantic relationships, right? Like, who are you when you enter this relationship? You know, are you someone who's fully, like, trying to be something for this other person? Are you hoping that you'll be able to blend with them or as they show you who they are, you can be like, oh, well, I can match this here and there and make this work versus you spent time away. So you know what this is, you know who you are. So then when you meet someone, it either blends or doesn't, right? <laughs> um, Absolutely, 100%, sister, that's it. But it feels like this this whole like a, a huge portion of this year um, for 2023 is again this this real I mean there's there's like this interplay between self and authority and self and group 
and self and the planet, you know, it's so and on the on the second portion of the second half of 2023, after we've gone through this huge sort of portal, it feels like, um, and Pluto goes back into Capricorn, like, are there any outside of the eclipse? Are there any like major themes? Or are we kind of getting some like, like, chill, sort of not chill, but you know what I mean? Like time to sort of rebuild and repair or um, I don't think there's any reparation. I mean, Pluto's squaring the nodes the entire year, practically from life, like March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, like it's, it's pretty much tension the whole year as far as I can see. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know how else to explain that. I, I, it's a remarkable year of change. Like, I don't think change is ever, ever comfortable. Um, I, it's, I, I, it's I don't, really I don't, interesting. I don't know well, no, I really, the I, I don't know records. whether we're going to, whether we're going to be able to integrate. I, I don't know. I don't know. I do think that that gate though on July 17th is really important because I yeah. think it's a moment where we see beyond what is known and perceive our real evolutionary path and our choices. Everything's climaxing at that point. Like there's like this gate that's opening. It's a very transpersonal Cardinal Grand Cross is a discipleship signature. All the transpersonal planets are impacting positively. They're lining into that new moon. Like I really feel like there's a climactic time where we get to set new intentions and set a new direction for ourselves at that time and really kind of come into something, a real alignment. Um, I, I feel like that's, that's going to be really beautiful. And so maybe, maybe there's a donument that, that happens after that, maybe for August and September, I'm perhaps who knows? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I know Mercury retrograde is going to happen shortly after that. So I, um, the Mercury retrogrades are all in earth this year, by the way. So everything is about analyzing our values, analyzing form, analyzing the reality. How do we want to live? What is real? What are our resources? Right. Um, it, it keeps making me think that um, there could be a very significant shift in our resources this year, and in and, and in how they're um, how they're shared, how they're how they're managed. Um, right. They, like we're all considering that, uh, and you know, which makes me go back to 2008 when the last time Pluto changed signs, the last time that Mars was out of bounds like this for an extended period of time and the financial meltdown happened and we're we're sitting like we're teetering on that right now right we're teetering on the verge of some kind of a financial change of some kind as we move into this new system because you know pluto and pluto and aquarius is is a collectivization of our resources as well like it's just a totally different way of thinking and operating so i'm technology becoming a more um universally accepted um place for us to put our efforts or for us to put our time and our energy. Aquarius rules technology, right? It really rules kind of like elevating up our technology. And, you know, technology is not just something that we create on the on the world stage, like, but it's literally we all have technology inside ourselves, like we all have like a, a blueprint of light technology that we are. Right, like your your whole chakra system is a technological system, right? When you when you live in alignment with your uh, divine line and you lift up into your heart and your third eye opens, you will understand that you are an actual technology and that you can connect telepathically into the universal technology and receive information. Like it's like when I when I close my eyes and do a meditation, all I see are these grid lines of energy that come through and they 
connect and they they all like it, it's just it's it's all electricity right which is aquarius so as pluto goes into aquarius we might see um really significant technological advancements um we might see our like ai and artificial intelligence and um I, but we also might see our own upgrade our own technological upgrade as a being like is available to us this is this is coming like this is what is available to us if we choose it we can be our own technology right we can be our own our well, own it is, universally connected organ yeah it's a, it's a it's a seven year you know in numerology and the seven year is all about coming back internal it's all about that spiritual development it's all about being able to to learn how to tune in to learn how to tap in to that technology where you're talking about so while there is going to be you know all these things happening like you're talking about there will be that invitation and um like the the i was pulling up what the records had said is um you know it will be key for you to learn the ways in which you can rebuild yourself quickly so that you can step back out on the field so that you can re-enter the fray so that you can be of use to yourself and those around you for this will be a year of finding your place among the crowd um and on and on it goes but like that's brilliant yeah, exactly finding your crowd if you can't source in to your own energy you're going to dissolve and be overwhelmed by what's going on if you can stay in alignment and in your sovereignty then you can weigh into what's going on and create cohesion within the collective right your yeah. place amongst the crowd pulling out to like rebound or reconnect so that you can kind of come from that strong place or that centered place yeah is that what yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, it kind of goes back to, again, what we were talking about before with taking that step out so that we could re-enter. And even in regards to thinking about it from a numerological perspective that this is a seven year uh, for the for the planet, you know, it is the coming back in and then the eight is jumping back out. Oh, Resources you know, finding, regaining power, re like, re like setting things back up. But seven is such an internal year. And when I think about the seven years that I've gone through, I mean, <laughs> you know, we like you're mentioning that that Plutonian transformation. Um, I mean, when I went through that, you know, with my um, midlife transits, man, that shit was painful. It was not easy. It was really hard. And I'm so thankful for it on the other end, of course, but it was not not simple. But we're going into that, it feels like, also as a collective so that we can regroup, come out stronger, hopefully, um, doing things different. And I really feel that impetus to, like when you're talking about the importance of letting go of the old, like the Akashic Records have been talking about this pretty much all year in the monthly forecasts about the importance of letting go, letting go, like the way that you look at things, the way that you do things, you know, and again, the podcast that I put out yesterday, I mean, I'm talking all about like the way you used to, the way I used to market my business, that's no longer in alignment. That's not true anymore. You know, the way that I used to do any of the things within my business, it's gone. It's outdated. Um, and then we start to think about relationships. I mean, think about how our ideas of relationships have just completely, you know, exploded over the past couple of years, like just kind of everything, like our health, like just 
it just continues and continues to expand. So either being able to ground in the midst of that expansion so that there's that opportunity to be like, hmm, I like this, I'll keep this, or hmm, this isn't for me, you know, I'll, I'll stay away from that, or, you know, so that you can do that from an empowered place without getting swept up, or yeah, you just get lost in all of it. Cause it's, you know, I see all like the debris from like a tornado <laughs> just will suck you all up. Absolutely. So kind um, of coming back around to our theme here, like, do you feel like you have any more clarity on that? Or is it like the choice begets change? Does that still feel very aligned for you? Yeah, I, I, I guess it does. I mean, I think like if I'm thinking about the year and like just an aggregate after what we've been talking about, it seems like off the bat from March to July, there's going to be this new energy, this, this Aquarius energy that comes in, right? Where we're going to get kind of a taste of what's on the horizon. And then from July to the end of the year to the end of January, actually, there's a replay revision and the final saying goodbye of Pluto and Capricorn. So that's where we really like the shit hits the fan and we really need to make sure we're not carrying an old bag of bricks forward with us, right? So there, there might be a momentum difference between the two halves of the year. Like the second half of the year might actually be harder because it feels like we're letting go of something old and we're really making, like we're really like preparing, right? To move forward, I, I don't know. Um, but, but, it, but, it, but there, but there does seem to be kind of like two halves, I would, I would say, right. Like March to July and then July to this, to January, like that's, that sort of comes out. I, maybe it's just how I'm looking at it. But, um, I also say, I mean, the other thing to keep note in terms of the energetic shift. Oh, and, and that's the, and that's the same as, as like, that's when the node changes in July. Right. So there's going to be a massive thematic shift as well. Um, away from this deep Scorpio, Scorpio Taurus stuff that we've been going through, which has been so intense and like, so we've just been churning through so much psychic material, so much emotional material, the intimacy, all of that stuff to the Libra Aries, which is a very different feeling. So there's like a real energy shift after the nodes shift and after, and, and like for the back half of the year, it's, it's, it's just totally like cardinal energy feels completely different than fixed energy because fixed energy holds it stabilizes it and anchors there's really not a lot of movement there and cardinal energy amplifies it accelerates and it and it initiates so there's like speed right there's movement there's change there's like activation even though there's a square still between pluto and the nodes and it's really hot from july to november even though there's this tension, there's still this desire for change, like for movement, right? That's underneath in the zeitgeist. Like we're, like we want to take action. We we want to do something, versus this kind of stabilized. Like we've just been in a real holding pattern for all of 2022, <laughs> in terms of like anchoring into the fixity, you know, of of the nodal axis. So there's that there's that kind of energy shift as well between um, fixed to cardinal or um, stuck depth to elevated action or movement and initiation. And then there's, um, it's also an air fire, like right Libra 
Aries is air and fire versus the water and the earth of the, of the Scorpio Taurus. So those two things feel completely different. And then there's that Pisces Saturn that we haven't really talked about. And Saturn is tricky. You know, Saturn is the rules or Saturn is the way that we are consciously building our reality at any particular time. We have been consciously building a collectivized understanding of ourselves since 2020 when Saturn first peaked into Aquarius for a little while and then came back for a minute into, um, into Capricorn, right? And then full on on the 20th or on the 21st of uh, December in 2020, Saturn entered Aquarius conjunct Jupiter at zero degrees. That zero degree point of Aquarius is such a critical point. And that, you know, Pluto will be hitting that same degree point on the 23rd of March and it's it's just like this like we're 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 like we're we're pulling we we've been working this the, the collective consciousness has been working on understanding what it means to be part of a humanity part of a family of humanity right one with others and and we've been working on how do we structure our rules how do we structure communication what does it mean like all of that kind of leading up to this and so now saturn is moving into pisces so we're structuring what like what's Pisces, right? What does Pisces mean? This Pisces is complicated. It's a duality-based archetype and it's not simple. And if you guys can think back to March and April of this year when we had Neptune, was it March when Neptune and Jupiter joined in Pisces? I think it was March. There was this, um, that was when the Ukraine war happened and where all of a sudden there was so much emotion and there, and I, I remember like having these conversations with people in my life back then um, about suicide ideation and like not wanting to be on the planet anymore and feeling this sense of hopelessness and meaninglessness and like this despondency, right? Because Pisces can really bring this level of despondency and meaninglessness and fear because there's just such an awareness of how much it hurts in Pisces, right? So with Saturn and Pisces, and it can also bring transcendent union with the divine and this unbelievable connection to the universal consciousness and to unconditional love. Like it's, it's a very broad archetype that holds everything. It holds space for everything. So as Saturn moves into Pisces and we start to be able to structure and organize ourselves in terms of that, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what that's going to mean thematically <laughs> this year. Yeah. But um, like it's for myself, the way, I, the way I'm going to work it is I am going to try to like really structure and organize my connection to source into my life and to build that connection into love and build that connection into compassion and to make sure that that becomes my reality. And I have a feeling that the same thing will happen in the collective, right? And to some extent, we're going to care a little bit more about each other, right? Perhaps we will... Um, perhaps we'll learn how to understand each other with compassion rather than yelling and being mean to each other quite as much. And alternatively, we might also fall into delusion or fall into too much astral emotion, but try to pull ourselves back, like try to manage that in some way, right? Try to organize um, efforts, humanitarian efforts to some extent, right? Like try to figure out how to build some capacity around 
understanding with compassion the reality of all human beings on this planet and the reality of our spirituality and the reality of our unified field that we are all part of this place together and feeling what that really means being really aware so we'll see but that's going to be an overlay that lasts for you know quite a while saturn will be in in pisces all the way into the end of 2024 so I think that that's just kind of kind of hit and like and just be a consistency throughout like Saturn and Pisces will be kind of a consistent impact and it's going to mostly impact uh, people who have um, planets in the early degrees of the mutables. So everybody in early degrees of mutables is going to get a Saturn transit next year. Okay, so like get ready to take responsibility mutables. Um, and then at a collective level, it's really the Pluto game. It's really Pluto in the nodes. It's really, oh my God. Like, I just, I just want to like say as well, like Pluto squaring the nodes before it goes into Aquarius. Like, why is it so important for us to get a sense of who we are and how can we know when we're not being genuine or not being in our, in our own authentic self? And I was thinking about this this morning and I, and I, and I was, I Googled the words group think to kind of see what came up. And these were the four qualities of groupthink that are present, uh, according to psychologists. Number one, a feeling of having a pressure to conform, okay? Number two, the illusion of invulnerability. Number three, self-censorship. And number four, unquestioned beliefs. So these are, I got, when I was looking at that little list, I was like, wow, you know, if, if, if you use that as a kind of a benchmark to whether or not you are being in society in an authentic way versus a way that is um, being controlled by group dynamic at a lower level, you can ask yourself, well, am I feeling a pressure to conform here? Or am I feeling like I am free to be myself? Alternatively, am I pressuring someone to conform? Am I trying to make someone else what I want them to be and to have the same views as me? Number two, illusion of invulnerability. Am I ignoring people's vulnerability or my own? And number three, am I censoring myself or am I expecting other people to censor themselves? Am I creating sort of an autocratic, you know, environment where we can only say one thing, this is the right thing. And if you don't say the right thing, I'm going to cancel you or I'm going to hurt you or I'm going to shut you down. So you're not safe unless you are saying this thing, right? Unless you're towing this line. And the other one is unquestioned beliefs. Like, Am I believing this? Have I thought about it? Like, why is, why am I believing this? Why, why is this the right thing for me? Like, where does that live in me? Am I just taking it on as an unquestioned, unquestioned blind faith, right? So I, I feel like those are important things to consider this year. I love that. I think that's want- like such a beautiful place to you know, to kind of wrap things up in regards to leaving folks with quite a bit to think about um, and and good questions to ask them. Where did you where did you find this uh, this list? Oh, I was doing so much research this morning. I was looking okay. into every um, you know yeah no worries beliefs of math. <laughs> I don't know to 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 kind of like the psychological underpinnings of groupthink and. Um, and I, I mean, I was doing research on the precepts of the of the uh, age of Aquarius as well. I'd actually, I'd actually really like to leave with that, if that would be okay, because I, uh, I feel like for all that it's 
important to notice what's wrong. It's also important to kind of acknowledge where we're going and what's right. Do we have time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can do that. This is a list that was that is found in this book um, by Alan Oaken called Soul Centered Astrology. I don't know if you have this one. Um, but this is just a very short list of what he calls the laws and principles of the new age. Okay. And the, the new age of Aquarius is kind of what we're, what we're on the precipice of entering. Um, we're in the process of kind of coming into this new level of awareness and the laws that govern this, um, transition or this next era for humanity are as follows. Number one, the law of right human relations. Relationships become imperative, but right relationships, right? And we're entering into the Libra Aries axis where we will be learning about right relationships from July onward. Right relationships are, I am in relationship with myself first, just like you were saying, and then I can be in a relationship with you but if I give my power to you or to an ideology or to something outside of me, then I've lost myself, right? That, that, that I, my up first and then out in loving awareness. So an acknowledgement of the vertical line that lines into the horizontal plane. The next one is the principle of goodwill. And that is the understanding that positive energy transforms the world and that there is a contagion to positivity and to love that is infectious to others and that impacts other people. Having goodwill, the desire for cooperation and communication rather than shutting down or being hostile or being intolerant or being judgmental, right? And that using our will to choose love over hate is, 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 a, is a very important kind of precept for the new age and, and, for, the, and for the archetype of Aquarius, right? As we move into Pluto and Aquarius, this is, these have become very important principles. The next is the law of group endeavor and the law of group endeavor talks about how there is a strength when many come together serving a common goal. It is not the coming together um, that is about um, groupthink. <laughs> okay. It's not about groupthink. It's about having a common goal. So when one has a common goal, there is flexibility in the system. If my goal is that we can all feel safe with each other, then I am going to act very differently than if my goal is that everyone will accept this teaching and follow this rule, right? And there is like shaming is not group endeavor in any, in any way at all. If you're in a group and you feel ashamed of being you, you're, you're not in the right group. And it's very, very tricky when you're working in group dynamics to make sure that there's an amplification of good in the group activity and not just blind acceptance or blind adherence to someone else's, you know, someone else's dictation. Um, next is the principle of unanimity, which understands that there is a unified field that is above all of us. And it is that level of unification and connection with source that will dictate whether we evolve forward positively or not. We can trust if everybody here, here's like a, here's an idealized um, vision for you. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but 
when I was 21 and had this experience of being taken outside of the planet and I was turned and I was, I was shown the planet and I was, you know, I had this guide with me and they showed me these two scenarios on the earth. And the one was the current scenario. And the, and the second vision was the perfect scenario. And in the current scenario, we had all these little beings who had these divine like channels of light through their central, you know, access through their spine. And they were all kind of broken or hunched over. And everyone was living inside of a paradigmatic structure of fear, lack, and 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 greed and hate and shame and competition. And 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 that because everybody was bent out of their divinity, that this is the reality that we've been creating on the planet for the last couple thousand years right that the, or, or maybe longer and so what they showed me was the the other option is when we stand up in our divine line and our energy is running properly and cohesively through our system then we connect to unanimity all of a sudden the universal law is that we shall get what we are that we create what we are so if you're in alignment in gratitude all the time you're going to have all your needs met and i was shown that all the distribute all the wealth will distribute perfectly on the planet there's enough for everybody there is not an overpopulation problem we have plenty of resources in fact this universe is so abundant you can't even imagine however that it, it comes down to what we need right what do we believe we need because when you're in the law of unanimity and you're trusting the reality what you need comes to you. You don't have to greedily go after something that's more than what you need. You just receive what you need. And there's a flow and there's a cohesion to that unit, that, that unifying force, but you have to, you have to tune up into it. You have to trust it. You have to be with it. You have to like be a living embodiment of that. So that's the principle of unanimity. I am a server, not a servant, <laughs> as Alan Oaken says. And the final is the, the law of spiritual approach. Well, there's a couple others as well, I think, but that's all I wrote down. <laughs> I think I lost, I think I lost my focus. But the law of spiritual approach, I mean, it's, it's just, it's what we were talking. It's like having, looking at life as a spiritual experience, not as some kind of like a survival game where we have to, where we're thrown into the pit, right? Where we have to scrabble for our, scrabble for our dinner and scratch each other's eyes out. The, the next one is the principle of essential divinity, which is, again, believing and knowing that God is in everyone and that we're all part of God, that there is that potential within each one of us to live from that place of knowing. And when we are living in that place, we won't hurt each other. We can't hurt each other. It goes against the law. Anyway, may it be so. Okay, great. That is a so so as, as Pluto goes into Aquarius, you know, if we can keep those principles in mind, rather than pressure to conform illusion of invulnerability, self-censorship, unquestioned beliefs, autocratic, dictatorial overlords and group think, then and perhaps we'll be doing a little bit better. Perfect. 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 All right, Miss Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Um, I know that you've got, I think, a couple of things happening this year. Um is there anything that you would like to share with us in regards to, I know you have like a moon class coming up or anything like that that you'd like uh, to share with the audience? I don't, I don't need to share anything. If people are interested, they can just, um, I don't know, get sign up for my newsletter and I, I send information out via that about anything that I'm doing. I guess I'm doing some courses this year for sure. I'm doing, I'm always doing something. So if people okay. are interested, I'd love to have. 
Okay, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess we'll just go with um, choice begets change. <laughs> yes. I hope I didn't talk too much. I hope I didn't like overwhelm anybody. I always talk too much. <laughs> Miss Double Gemini. Um, I'm sorry. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right, folks, thank you so much for being here with us today, for, for staying with us. And I just um, offer this up to you as, as something that you can continuously return to throughout the year. You know, keep coming back to it, perhaps when you are needing some sort of a grounding force or wanting to kind of understand what's going on. Um, the Aquarian principles that Sarah shared at the end would also be great to just kind of, you know, write down and put up somewhere to kind of keep front of focus for as we're moving forward throughout 2023. And again, Sarah, I just want to thank you so much for being here with us, sharing your wisdom, sharing your knowledge, sharing your heart. Um, I know my, my listeners always love hearing from you. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, be sure to share this podcast with anyone who may benefit from it. Um, sign up for the newsletter community for podcast updates, other different resources. Wishing you an incredible 2023. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Thanks so much. <laughs>